in the air to right field, towards the corner, it's back, it's gone! Welcome to Slam Diego! Grand slam for Eric Hosmer! For the first time in Major League history, a team has hit a grand slam in four consecutive games, and that team is the San Diego Padres! Eric Hosmer with a grand slam! Slam Diego! Wow! History! That is unbelievable. I cannot believe what I just witnessed. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to SaberCast. This is episode nine. And a couple weeks ago, um, we did the American League predictions. I'm here again with my friend David, who we had on for episode eight. And like I said, we went over American League predictions, standings. We talked about pretty much every team in the American League, pretty far in depth, I'd say, and um, made some predictions for awards. Oh, well, actually, we will get to awards today. Um, We only had time to go over the American League teams. So hopefully, time permitting, we can go and talk about awards after we talk about the National League. But um, in case any of you didn't listen to the American League episode, David, why don't you go ahead and reintroduce yourself? I'm back. (laughs) I get to do another episode. Hello, everybody. It's it's me, David. Um, I am a Tampa Bay slash Orlando fan um, for I've been a fan for six to seven years now. Um, I've been friends with my good buddy here, Anthony, for, for I, th- I think we're going to have three years soon. I think this year will mark the third year. Least, I think. No. I don't know. We still haven't figured that out. But um, yeah, I on Twitter, I'm at the Ray Zone. So you can follow me there if you want to see my opinions on things. I don't tweet often, but I do tweet. And then I also co-run the NFL.nerds page on Instagram. So you can see some of my football opinions there as well. And that's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, glad to have you back. I mean, hopefully we're in for another good long discussion about Major League Baseball, which is probably my favorite thing to do in the world, right? With my notes, it definitely will be. (laughs) I've got a lot here. Yeah, you take a lot of in-depth notes. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up my predictions here. I don't have them pulled up at this very moment. But um, Are we going over the East first? Yeah, let's go ahead and start with the the National League East. So let's go ahead and um, what are your – what do you – how would you rank the teams in the American League – or National League East? How do you predict them to finish? Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I think we can all safely say that uh, 2020 was not the, at least standings wise, we weren't expecting it to be like that. Um, I think a lot of people had uh, much higher expectations for certain teams. I think a couple teams overperformed in the shortened season, but I think right to me in this, in this division, it really just looks like two teams, which are the Mets and Braves that are really, you know, competitive and they're like really going to push for that playoff birth and then the other three you know Washington and Philly I kind of got them in that like third and fourth 
range because I just, I mean, it's there, like it's, it's there, but they're just missing something, you know, they just haven't really uh, performed as good as they probably should be with how they are acting, how the roster is the nationals, they have the pitching, but they don't really have the hitting other than Soto. And then the Phillies, it's the opposite. They have the hitting, but the, the bullpen is not very good. And then at the bottom, you've got the Marlins. And then I, I don't think I'll get hate for saying this, but I'm pretty sure that they overperformed heavily in the shortened season. Right. I don't see them do being very good in 2021. Um, I have nothing against the Marlins. I just don't think their roster is very good. Right. I was surprised to see so many people in uh, like preseason predictions, kind of like what we're doing right now, having the Marlins in like fourth or third place winning oh. like mid seventies games. Like, I don't think that's uh, even no, remotely no, that's possible. Happening. They're definitely losing 90 games. Oh, I, I think sure. that's, they're definitely losing 90 games, but they've got some things to be excited about. Right. So we've both got them in, uh, in fifth place. It sounds like here. Um, yeah. I've got the Marlins winning 65 games and finishing in last, of course. I've got them with 71 and they're going to be finishing last. Um, yeah. Like I said earlier, just don't, there's not much here, at least not yet, you know? Right. I mean, maybe got, in like a couple more years. Definitely. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they've got the players, they've got, uh, they've got the young talent. I mean, yeah. especially pitching wise, you know, that that rotation is going to be good for a while to come with, uh, with Sandy and with Sixto Sanchez and guys like that. And I love Sixto Sanchez. Um, who doesn't? I mean, they've got He's a amazing. lot of, uh, a lot of good, I mean, they've got solid hitters too. Like even at the, they've like, got good hitters, yeah. yeah. Like veteran they traded level. for Marte. Right. They've got Sterling Marte. Um, Aguilar bounced back in the shortened season. Mm-hmm. They signed Duvall. That's a pretty good signing. Right. Good defender and also breakout hitter in the shortened season again. Um, they still have Brian Anderson, who's been pretty good the last couple of years consistently. Um, I, I think there's, there's something here to be found. You know, the rotation looks it's promising so far with Sandy and Sixto, like you said, they got that young guy, Trevor Rogers. Um, they got Hernandez. What's his name? Pablo Lopez is there too. Yep. And of course their female GM, the first female GM ever came in. Um, she mentioned how she wanted to address the bullpen. And I think they did that pretty well. They, they traded for Dylan Floro. They picked up John Curtis. Uh, they got, Adam Kimber or Kimber from the Indians yeah. and a couple other moves. They signed Anthony Boz. So they're trying to fix up the bullpen and I think it's a pretty good bullpen, but you know, they're trying to figure out how it's going to be uh, worked out over a whole season. And I think that's pretty much safe to say for this entire roster. Right. I mean, they're headed in the right direction, um, but they're just not there yet. And especially in that like hyper competitive of a division, I think we, I, I would say at least the, the NL East is the, uh, the most competitive division in baseball. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I'd say that's probably a good, it's between that one and the AL East for me or the AL Central. I think there's a couple divisions that could be competitive at the end. But this one's definitely one to watch other than the West because there's a couple teams that have pretty good uh, rosters on paper. But the Marlins are definitely like the odd team out of the five here. And I just don't really see them doing much this year. Right. 
Well, uh, my MVP, I was between Starling Marte and Brian Anderson, and I ended up going with the former. So I've got Starling Marte as my team MVP for 2021. I've got Sandy Alcantara as my Cy Young. I easily could have gone Pablo Lopez. I'm pretty high on him. I think he's really good. And then my breakout is might be just a shot in the dark, but because he hasn't been really that great or shown too much uh, signs of, of breakout potential, but I like Isan Diaz to break out. And even if he's not okay. like an, like an above average, like 110 WRC plus type of guy, if he can just take that next step to maybe becoming like a 90 WRC plus guy with mediocre defense. I mean, that's what a lot of second basemen in today's game are. So I, I'm picking him as my breakout candidate. That's a good pick. Um, for MVP, I went with the safe option and, and Brian Anderson. Um, there's a lot of guys you could pick here, but I just went with the, the, the safest one. And then for Cy Young, I, I also picked Alcantara, though I was pretty close to picking uh, Pablo Lopez as well. But I think I really like Sandy Alcantara. I think he's very good. Uh, they got him in that Ozuna trade. I think like it's been like four years now. So I definitely am high on him. I think he's, this is kind of the year that we can see him really like blossom into a kind of ace role. Uh, we saw him make the all-star team in 2019. Uh, I think he dealt with some injuries a bit this year or in 2020. So I think this year he's just trying to get back to that uh, 19 form and try to lead this pitching staff. And then as for breakout, uh, it was kind of hard for me to find someone really. Um, I think there's a lot of, of, pickable guys here. Um, but I, I went with the former Ray John Curtis. Um, he had a pretty underrated 2020. I know it was a short sample size, but he had some very good numbers. And I think that it's safe to, it's, it'll be interesting to see how he performs in a full season because, you know, 2020, that was only like 25 innings, but they were pretty good innings. Uh, 3.35 FIP. I think it was like a 1.8 ERA, 273 bat pip so like he was pretty good he had like a left on base percentage in the 90s I believe so I mean for a guy that didn't pitch that much in the big leagues and then he comes up and then typical race fashion he just pitches great I think it's safe to say that he could be a a breakout reliever for them I like those picks um yeah I like I like Curtis too I think they I agree I they've done a lot to improve their bullpen and uh yeah, I think the Marlins are right on the brink of possibly competing in the next few years here. And um, so that'll take us to fourth place. And f I'd say f maybe fourth through second place could be potentially a toss up or depending on who you want to put first. But I've got the Phillies in fourth place. I think that's the safest bet. I still have them over 500 winning 83 games, but um, I don't think that's going to be enough to compete with the top three teams in the division. I also uh, have the Phillies here at fourth, but I don't have them over 500. I have them at 80 wins. Um, and it, it was hard for me to do this because it was, I was like deciding like who's better the nationals or the Phillies, but I ended up going with the Phillies here at fourth and it's not because they're bad. It's just because I, I really don't know. I, I can see a, a team that can compete here, but I just, they haven't shown us yet. It's it's hard for me to just predict them to, to really just 
you know, break out fully. Um, they kind of took a similar strategy to the Marlins where it's like, let's just address the bullpen for majority. They did bring back JT. I know that was the, the like big move for them, but that was the, that was kind of expected. Like once the Mets signed McCann, you know, it was just a waiting game. So I didn't really look at it that much, but I mean, the Dave Dombrowski is their GM now. I'm a huge fan of him. I love Dave Dombrowski. I think he's one of the better GMs in recent baseball history. I love the hiring and he's, he's done a couple of interesting moves here to try to fix this bullpen because everyone knows that the Phillies bullpen in 2020 was one of the worst bullpens of all time. If not the, you know, worst bullpen of all time, like there will never be a bullpen that bad again, (laughs) hopefully because it was horrible. So they've tried to fix that. They signed Archie Bradley, to that nice deal. Uh, they traded for Jose Alvarado from Tampa. Uh, they picked up Brandon Kinsler and Tony Watson. Uh, they signed Chase Anderson. He can be like a bulk guy, not just a reliever. Um, I did mention the Romuto signing, but they also uh, signed Matt Moore from Japan. Mm. I don't think many people re- re- realize that move. Um, they signed him out of Japan, Matt Moore, former Ray. I think he was a giant for a little bit. Yeah, uh, He struggled a bit, went to Japan, pitched great there, gets a contract with the Phillies, and he could tr- possibly you know, get into that rotation. And I love that because Matt Moore was one of the guys that I'd love mm-hmm. to watch pitch for in, in the trap. He was just a cool guy to watch. And then we traded him. So I, I always like to follow former players. They also signed Matt Joyce and Brad Miller, so they got some offensive upgrades there possibly and they brought back Gregorius so they they were busy but I just don't know if it'll still be enough yeah I'm in agreement with you on that I mean it seems like year after year they just add offense without addressing pitching and it seems like they're kind of in the same boat in that regard as maybe a team like the Angels who you see like yeah. there's a clear problem with this team. The reason like you're not competing <laughs> is because you're pitching. I mean, your bullpen has been, like you said, was... their bullpen was historically awful last year. And then, I mean, this oh, year props to them. Yeah. Props to them. They went out and they got Archie Bradley and Jose Alvarado, but I mean, that's not nearly enough when, I mean, you could have gone out and got Kirby Yates. You could have thrown money at him. And uh, yeah, there were, there were so many options, right? Like, I still like the moves, but there were a lot more options. I like the Tony Watson move. I like the the Bradley move. Alvarado's kind of a wild card because, like, in 2018, he was one of the best left-handed relievers in the game. And then 2019, I, 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 it's hard for me to describe what happened to him in 2019. Started out great. He had the worst month of May I've ever seen by a reliever. He ends up going on the restricted list for family issues. He doesn't come back for a month. He comes back and then he just misses the whole season. And then 2020, he gets hurt again and he barely pitches. So like, he just, he's, he's had a rough, like two years. I'd love to see him get a rehabilitation here in the Philly bullpen. They could use any help that they can get. And I think Alvarado's a fun guy to look at. He's just hard thrower, got great velocity, but. I mean, is it going to be enough? That's pretty much the question you ask when you look at this lineup. But I really like that uh, Angels comparison. 
to me, this is just the the angels of the National League. Like, yeah, there's the issue. It's it's obvious. It's right there, but they just don't do anything about it. Yep. And then uh, I was taking a look here at Alvarado's. He was what May 2019 that you said. Yeah. Yep. He had. <laughs> wow, he was atrocious. Yeah, Let's it was. Take a look here. Good. Yeah. Yep. Um, 5.79 ERA, a 5.14 FIP, 5.24 XFIP. Yeah, you weren't exaggerating. Yeah, it was that just is, rough for him. That is awful. And then you look at like April or like March and April, like it's ridiculous how much he dropped off in a month. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't expecting that. But you look at how good he was in 2018. It kind of makes you want to pick him as a breakout, but like he's he just hasn't pitched anywhere near that form in, in two years i mean he's in a better place now than how he was before you know his family's out of venezuela after the issues that they were having there and i feel like he's better uh, mentally so hopefully he's a bit better in philadelphia now but i definitely think he has a lot of potential right well um let's go ahead and move on to uh awards predictions for that team I think the easy chalk in favorite to win MVP for the Phillies and maybe National League MVP would be Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, yep. Yep. And then, uh, an yep, Cy Young. I feel like also an easy pick, Aaron Nola. I mean, outside yeah. Nola, they really don't have much. Maybe Zach Wheeler, but that's a long shot. Yeah. And then uh, my breakout pick is going to be Spencer Howard here. I could have put Ooh. Alec Bohm, but uh, I felt like he was solid enough last year that his quote-unquote breakout would just be sustaining what he did last year and then maybe going beyond that but I got Spencer Howard here as my breakout that's a fun one um breakout for me I'm going Matt Moore man I want (laughs) to see him just come out from Japan and just get back to that you know inning eating form I don't think he's gonna be like back to like Tampa form but if he could just eat innings in that rotation while they have I think one of their starters is injured or it might be Sir Anthony, but if he could just eat up innings for that team, I think he can be real solid for them. I'd love to see him just rebuild that great career he once had before all these injuries affected him. So I'm rooting for him. Awesome. Well, uh, so we're in pretty much total agreement on the first couple teams here. That's good. And then it sounds like we're going to be in agreement here with the third place team, the Washington Nationals. I've got yeah. them winning 85 games and finishing in third place in the NL East. Yeah, I got the Nationals at third place here too. And I was kind of in the same thing with the Phillies where it's like, I, I want to be high on this team, but like it's, it's hard for me because I still see issues here. Um, I got them with 82 wins. I think it's going to be kind of a, they'll be over 500, but. I think the offense might hold them back and I'll give them credit. They are trying to fix it, but I think that's going to be an issue, but I mean, it's hard to bet against them with that, that three headed monster in that rotation that they have. Yep. Um, Their offense is the weak point besides Juan Soto, who is on track to become one of the best hitters of all time. And then next Ted Williams. Oh, he is the next Ted Williams. And then um, Trey Turner, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to carry over that offensive success into 2019 or into 2021 and be able to sustain that, uh, that type of offensive production. Yeah, me either. It, it's kind of hard to predict if Trey Turner is going to 
keep that pace because I mean, he's never like, not even, I don't even think in like just a regular season, like month, I don't think he's ever had that consistently good production before. So it's hard for me to say he's going to do it again, because you look at like previous full seasons. Yeah. I mean, he was good offensively, but never to that extent in 2020, but I don't think he's going to carry the offense like people are saying he is because at the end of the day, that was a very small sample size. It was a great sample size, but I don't know if he's going to play that good, but there's a couple other guys here that might add to the offense. They did trade for Josh Bell with uh, Pittsburgh. So they're hoping that they can get him back to that like 2019 first half of the season form. I don't know where that Josh Bell has been, but that's what they're trying to get there. They signed Kyle Schwarber. I like Kyle Schwarber. He hits he hits the ball hard, man. And I like that. Add some pop to that lineup. Um, you look at they brought back Carardo Parra. I mean, if if COVID wasn't here, they'd have sold out seats every time just so people can see the was it the baby shark? I forgot what it's called yeah. already, but that's the only reason they'd come for that. And they did sign Alex Avila, the backup. Jan Gomes as well. I don't really think he's going to be offensive production though, but yeah, this team doesn't really have the, the offense of a, of a playoff team to me. It just, I mean, Hans, Juan Soto is amazing, but like everyone else here is kind of, it's iffy for me. Yep. I agree with you on that. Um, my MVP is Juan Soto. That's easy. Um, my Cy Young is going to be Max Scherzer. I think that he can be able to, uh, I don't know, rebound. I think he was pretty good last year. He's been really good for the last few years, but I think that he can um, age like a fine wine, as <laughs> many players have been referred to in the past. And then my breakout is Carter Keboom. I think Ooh. he's going to be, I mean, he's going to be in a lineup with guys like Soto and Turner and Bell and Schwarber. And I think that uh, he's going to get a shot. Yeah, he's going to get a shot. He's going to start at third every day. And, um, I'm ho- I mean, Nats fans are hoping that he can uh, take a step forward, and um, that's a, my pick. The next Anthony Rendon. <laughs> well, I think um, I, that might be too early to tell that. I mean, Rendon's. That's what fans want. That's yeah. what the fans want. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. we don't. We don't know. He, he's he's not played very well. Um, but they're high on him. Um, uh, MVP for me, Juan Soto as well. Simple one there. I don't think anyone will be as good in the lineup as him. Cy Young, I'm going to go with Strasburg here. And this might be just a personal preference, but I just really like Steven Strasburg a lot. I'd love to see him just dominate after that injury-riddled season he had last year. I just want to see him pitch well. I really like him. And then for breakout, it was kind of tough for me to find a real breakout here. But I went with, I went into the bullpen with Tanner Rainey and huh. – I think this is a kind of a this is kind of an interesting one because in 2019 he had the full season and he was okay but then 2020 he was fantastic so I think he's going to build on that short sample size season that he had and I think it'll be interesting to see him he's got electric stuff he throws the ball real hard and I think it'll be fun to see how he does in a full season again that's a good pick. I mean, he's the strength of that bullpen. And um, I think maybe one of the more underrated believers in baseball. So I'm glad you brought his name up because we didn't really talk about the yep. bullpen that much. 
Okay, this is where there's controversy. There's two clear teams that are especially strong in this division, the Braves and the Mets. And I, this is hard. I mean, this is a real hard pick to decide who comes in first and who comes in second. It wasn't really hard. It wasn't really hard for me. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Well, I, I mean, I made my decision. My, I mean, my gut decision was to pick the Mets first and that's what I ended up going with. So yeah, quick. I had Mets first and then Braves second separated by just one game. I both think they're going to win 95 plus. Wow. Okay. You disagree? I have the Braves second here. I have the Braves second here, but I don't think they're winning 90. I, I told wow. them they're going to win 90. I got them around 88 wins. That's surprising. They're still okay. Braves fans, they're still making the playoffs, but they're not going to be as amazing as you think they are. And I have the Mets at first of 93. Hmm. Well, I'm glad we I'm agree trying to on keep that. it like realistic. That's yeah, I mean, the Mets had a great offseason. The Braves had a great offseason, too. And people, I mean, not to call you out or anything, because obviously you're entitled to your own opinion. We, I mean, we both agree the Braves are a second-place team here. But, I mean, the Braves were a game away from going to the World Series last year before pulling an Atlanta Braves, Atlanta sports, and, and choking. But That titty, the city's cursed, I swear. Yeah. It's, it's, it's getting hard for me to just see it. One of their teams just choke something. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad, man. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I'm, I don't feel bad. I'm a Cardinals fan. I don't have no remorse for that. <laughs> you had but, the uh, game five. Yeah, I did. That, had I had fun five. watching game five. Ten I did not feel in. bad. Yeah. Ten run inning. Yeah, I did not feel that bad. Was the quietest, that was the quietest playoff game I ever watched. It was so quiet. I mean, we scored our 10th run on a drop third strike that Marcelo Zuna beat down to first base. That's embarrassing oh for Atlanta. But uh, yeah. I don't I had want the... all the Braves fans to leave. Let's, let's watch it here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Braves fans, please stay. Please continue listening. I'm going to talk up your team here because I do have you winning 95 games here and making the playoffs. 95 m- might be ambitious. I don't know because you're playing teams in that division the whole season long. But I've got you going 95 and 67. Your offense is still top seven off the top of my head in baseball. And I mean, your rotation, you added a Charlie Morton to that rotation, which is a, a pretty underrated pickup. And your bullpen is still one of the best in baseball, too. So, I mean, you're still a top five team in baseball. I mean, off the top of my head here. I mean, I, I Braves fans, if you're if you want to take your anger out, you can you can take it out on me here. I have you at 88, 74 second place. I got you. Was it five or six? I think it's five games back. Um, a first, but I still have you making the playoffs. It's not like, I just think you're going to miss it. Um, I just think it's going to be a bit of a regression. That's all. It's still a good team. I mean, the lineup is, is ridiculous. Acuna Freeman, you still have Albies. You brought back Ozuna. Darno is is amazing now. Um, that's that's a scary like five I just listed. I wouldn't want to face that if I was a pitcher. Um, you you bumped up the rotation. You still have Max Fried and Ian Anderson who was really good in the postseason. But you signed Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton's a great pitcher. That's going to be a real scary guy to face. But you signed Drew Smiley, and I was a little skeptical <laughs> of this 
I was a bit skeptical because, you know, I get that he was great in the shortened season, but he had a full season in 2019 and it was horrible. Like it was kind of shocking that a team was willing to pay him 10 mil plus, at least to me, I know the shortened season like played a role, but like, I don't know. It's kind of, mm, cause that's starter money. Like Smiley's in the rotation, like whether you like it or not, he's going to be there. Right. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me. And then you mentioned the bullpen. It's still a great bullpen. Will Smith, you got Minter, Mass, Matt Zek, um, Sean Newcomb's been converted to a reliever now. Chris Martin's still there. Uh, Grant Dayton. And then Mike Soroka, who's going to come back at some point. But I, I, I still think this is a good team. But I just, I, I always predict that regression occurs because I don't think anyone will ever like consistently like just dominate every single aspect except the Dodgers. But I think teams regress over time. And I think that's just what I'm predicting here. That's all. Yeah. I mean, it's fair to predict a down year for some of the, some of their bigger names. I mean, uh, obviously Freeman isn't going to be able to put up a 185 or whatever WRC plus in a full 162 game season. That's absurd. And uh, yeah, so I think, I mean, it's a fair assumption that they'll regress and uh, I have no problem with it. I've got my MVP for that team being Ronald Acuna Jr. I think he's going to establish himself as, yeah, I have him over Freddie. Um, And honestly, I didn't really think twice about putting, about putting Acuna here. I think he has a better shot at winning the MVP. You in a disagreement with me on that? I had Freeman at MVP. I mean, the 2020 was ridiculous. And then he's going to, this is his free agent year. So like, he's going to, he knows that he's just going to overperform completely. So I just have him winning MVP. I want to see Freeman just dominate so he can get that paper. I mean, it's a tight, tight contest. Yeah. I mean, Acuna's, I, I, I'm not going to trash talk Acuna. He's still very good. He's a great outfielder, but I, I don't, I just trust uh, Freeman a little more just because he's done it longer. That's all. That's perfectly fair. I mean, I could have just as easily picked uh, Freddie Freeman, but I mean, Acuna still had a 158 WRC plus last year. It's not like he had a down year and I'm picking him to rebound or anything. He still had a phenomenal season last year and he's one of the faces of baseball. I think that uh, I think he's going to have the best season for the Braves total. I think he's helped by the fact that he's possibly going to steal upwards of 50 bases this year. And he's Ooh. a really, really solid defender out there in right field. Very true. He's He's got that speed, man. He's a fun guy to watch. I just wish that they didn't give him the extension so early because now you look at his contract, it's so little compared to everyone else. He's only got 100 mil. And then you got Tatis over here with 300 plus. I feel bad for him. Well, that's just a steal by Anthopolis, their GM, right? Exactly. <laughs> so like, let me, let me, let me do it early because I already know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's just a great GM move. Um, I think that uh, he's going to have a really good year this year. Moving on to Cy Young. I've got, uh, I've got Charlie Morton. I could have picked one of their younger guys. I could have picked Max Freed. If Mike Soroka was going to be healthy to start this year, 
I probably would have picked Soroka, but knowing Morton, he's more of established in this league and uh, I trust him to be just more consistent for the whole season. So I've got him as my Cy Young. All right, Braves fans. I already know they're going to be mad that you didn't pick Max Fried because Max Fried is like a god, a literal Greek god. This is this, this podcast base. is anti Max Fried propaganda. This well, okay. Well, I'll give Max Fried credit. He's he's been very good since twenty eighteen. He like he's, it's not like he's been bad. It's just that I, I personally, I pref, I will always take someone who's done it, who's done it more and who's done it better so i picked charlie morton too maybe that's the bias but i just picked charlie morton because he's just really good that's all he's just really good he's done it longer yeah another fine wine in the uh in the nl east so we're in agreement on that mark would love this podcast man mark you should bring up the fine wine yeah mark you need to endorse this podcast in your next episode we'll have you on too if you want so, uh, yeah, um, breakout candidates. There's a lot of young guys on this team, a lot of guys that could break out. I'm going with maybe a sleeper here. I'm going with Sean Newcomb to be my breakout candidate. Not sure exactly Sean where he's going to fit in. Not sure if he's going to get a rotation spot or a bullpen spot. But, I mean, he's shown good flashes of being a really solid pitcher in the major leagues over his first few seasons or first couple seasons in the bigs. And um, I don't know. I just think he's going to be a really solid pitcher for the Braves this year and uh, establish himself as a, a really solid arm. Yeah. I think Newcomb, I'd expect them to just keep using him out of the bullpen. Cause you look at 2019, he pitched in 55 games, only four starts. And then, but you look at like 2020, he pitched in four games. All of them were starts. So that may have been due to the Soroka injury, but I'd be so I I'd probably expect them to use him as a reliever, probably. But as for a breakout, it was it was kind of hard for me to find someone too. But I went with Chris Martin out of that bullpen. Um, I don't know why people aren't talking about him. He's been pretty good since 2018. I mean, I know he played for Texas, so they don't get a lot of attention, but like. Chris Martin's pretty freaking good, man. Like he's been pretty consistent for them. And he's also, he's also been able to just limit the home run ball. Like in 2020 home runs per nine was just 0.5. Once again, like small sample size. I know it was 18 innings, but we got to acknowledge it. He was very good in 2020. I think he's going to build on it and he's been good for the last three years. So I went with Chris Martin. That's a great pick. I mean, you talk about his ability to limit home runs. How about his ability to limit walks? He's only given up 1.01 walks per nine in the last three years. I mean, with that kind of command, you don't even need to strike out a bunch of batters. And, uh, I mean, yeah, he's been one of the most underrated relievers in baseball in the past few seasons. I've got him ranked in the top 20 relievers in all of Major League Baseball when I put together my positional rankings. So, nice. uh, I'm, yeah, I'm glad to hear you bring him up. I think he's going to have another really solid season out of the pen for Atlanta. So, uh, moving on, the New York Mets, I think. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, very, uh, very polarizing team for a lot of people. Um, and I for have many him, reasons. Yeah, for many reasons. I've Damn. got him in first place, uh, winning 96 games. 
I got him in first place with 93. And I feel like, let me just say this to the Mets fans that watch this. Let me just, if, if it, if there's no like playoff appearance this year, like just delete the franchise because <laughs> I, this is getting ridiculous at this point. Like, it seems like every time we think it's finally going to happen, like the Mets just met. Like, I, I, it's ridiculous to me. Like, I, it's so ridiculous to me. So the, if there's any year, it has to be this year. I mean, new owner, you had the biggest deal of the offseason. You traded for Lindor. I mean, you you fixed up the rotation with Walker. I mean, you still have a great bullpen. There's a lot of guys here to look at. You still have a great lineup. I mean, everything's – it's all there. It's just – you just have to – it just has to be shown. Like, just let me see you, like, win for once, and then I'll stop worrying about this team because it's just – like this is a good team. I I don't. It's just ridiculous to me. This team should have been competing for a World Series last year. Like what happened? Yeah, I mean you hit it right on the nose. They have easily the most uh, complete team in the National League East. The most stacked team, top to bottom, in every uh, every category. I mean, well, every aspect of their team. Their lineup is fantastic. No holes in that lineup. The, the rotation is nasty with DeGrom and Carrasco and Stroman and Syndergaard. And then their bullpen has a top two reliever, Edwin Diaz. Um, don't at me on that. I mean, he's a monster. And uh, <laughs> Seth Lugo, who people maybe are starting to come around to as they're recognizing him as uh, one of the better relievers in baseball. So, yeah, like you said, the talent's there and the expectations are high. Just do it. If you're not going to do it this year, it seems like you're never going to win the division, New York. You're going to make the playoffs at this rate. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is a, this is literally the a, a playoff team. Like, every part is perfect. You have a great lineup. You have a solid rotation with depth. You have a great bullpen. Like, there's nothing stopping you but yourselves. Like, the, there should not be any more excuses at this point. Yep, the only thing in your way is uh is the, the New York the the name the New York Mets. Are you gonna met the Mets. this year? Are you gonna be your uh is, are, are we gonna, gonna met again? Team? My goodness. Yeah, I mean the expectations oh, are there, you just gotta perform. My MVP for the Mets is the uh the newest New York Met, Francisco Lindor. That's a safe pick. That's a, I I get that pick because I mean Lindor is a great He's still a great player. Like people are saying, I heard people telling me like, oh, he's going to regress a bit. Like what? Like, where are you hearing that? Like, I know the shortened season, like, wasn't like a normal kind of season for him, but like, he's still really good. Like his defense is unbelievable. Like I'm very high on the defensive ability. Lindor is a great defender. Like that's all I have to say. He's just an amazing defender. I know the fans are going to love him. Uh, MVP for me, though, this might just be me trying to be nice, but I went with Alonzo, man. Like, I know, like, the 2020 was not, like, a good season for him. But, I mean, that's on the surface. Like, you look at the other numbers, he was still pretty – it was pretty similar to his 2019 where, like, you know, he still was hitting the ball hard. He was still – like he almost had the the same identical exit velocity. Like it wasn't that he was just not hitting the ball. Like 
everything was pretty much identical. Like he probably would have had a similar season in a full 162. It's like, I mean, he was on that trajectory. I don't really know what else to say. I think he's going to get back to like that 2019 form where he's just going nuts, hitting the ball everywhere and just going crazy with the swing of the bat, man. I, I love that. I mean, he's got a lot of protection in that lineup. They're not going to just be able to walk him because then you're going to get to Michael Conforto and uh, J.D. Davis and guys exactly. like that, Brandon Nimmo. I mean, that's that lineup is just ridiculous how how stacked it is top to bottom. The only hole, I guess, in that lineup might be James McCann. But, I mean, even then, he's got – I mean, in a good season, he could have league average offense. Yeah, so, he could. Yeah. I, I hope the that, uh, I think Mets fans still think that like he's a top 10 catch. Absolutely not. That's kind of that's scaring me. Like I know you're happy that you signed him, but like I mean, that's not a top 10 catcher. Right. I mean, it wasn't you overpaid for him too. I mean, there's no oh way God. he deserves that, was that an kind extreme of money. overpay. That might be the like, biggest you... overpay of the offseason. Four years, 40 mil for a guy that literally just a couple in 2018 his wrc was 56 like you're paying him 10 mil a year and he was literally below league average by a healthy margin just three years ago Mm -hmm. i don't know man he's not a good defender at all extreme overpay no it's not they're going off of a very like small sample size of defense like you look at previous years he still wasn't a good defender and then they're arguing that like his offense is you know back to the above average quality but like he didn't start hitting the ball well till like 2019 like you look at his years in Detroit like he never hit the ball good like I don't I know they're arguing that like oh he's just look at the last two years yeah but like look at the years before that like this came Mm -hmm. out of nowhere you know and then the defense, obviously, they're, that's kind of the main reason they sign him because they believe he's going to be good for those pitchers. And they have a lot of great pitchers there. They need someone that can frame for them and someone that can play defense. And I think it's safe to say that, you know, Wilson Ramos wasn't doing that. And they, they wanted to get a catcher that could frame and could get some calls from ups. But, like, he's not good at framing. Like I, I, I'm, I'm just being negative, but like you really did overpay because you could have gotten like Jason Castro or Tyler flowers. And he would have been like the same thing, maybe a little bit better in some aspects of framing, but I don't know. Maybe he proves me wrong. Yep. He's got the most to prove probably for the New York Mets. Um, moving on to Cy Young for that team, that's an easy pick. Jacob DeGrom, we don't really have to spend a whole lot of time Jacob talking DeGrom. about him. Yeah. Easily a top three pitcher in baseball, top two, maybe even the best pitcher in baseball. I don't really want to have that discussion exactly. right here. But uh, yeah, no, this I mean, is not the time for this. <laughs> yeah, that's the easy pick for Cy Young. So we can just uh, hop over to breakout. My breakout candidate is J.D. Davis. I like him a lot. I'm pretty high on him. He can play third, he can play the outfield. And um, I think that he's going to, I think that with so, with how much protection he's got in the lineup, I think it's just going to make him a lot better, and I think he's going to um, continue to put up really solid offensive numbers. The Mets fans that want like Chris Bryant and Matt Chapman are not liking that uh-huh. pick right now. Um, my breakout, I'm going with a name that not many people recognize, but they got him at the deadline. 
2020, Miguel Castro out of that bullpen. Um, with the, he was with the Orioles for the last three years. Has never really been like crazy good, but 2020, he kind of, I know once again, short sample size. Okay. Fight me. But look, you look at how good he was in 2020. He was, he had some solid numbers there. He's definitely has the potential to be good. He throws the ball hard. I love someone that throws the ball hard. I'm a fan of velocity. You give me someone that could just throw the ball real hard and pinpoint areas in the zone. I'm going to, I'm going to like him a lot. Um, he also, he lowered his walk rate very well too in 2020. Um, and his strikeout rate has increased over the last two years and went from five to eight to now 13. So, I mean, there's progress to being a better pitcher. It's just got to work on that home runs because the home runs are going up. Maybe that's because of the the juiced ball, but he's got to work on that, man. But I think if he fixes that, he can be a pretty solid guy. Um, I know the Mets fans are high on their bullpen. They got guys like Diaz and Trevor May. They signed Aaron Loop, the uh, Tanzas, all those guys. But I think Mets fans should take a look at the 26-year-old in their bullpen that they're not really talking about. I like Miguel Castro. I like him too. I like that pick a lot. They've got a, a stellar bullpen. And uh, he might turn out to be one of the uh, key pieces to that pen. So we've both got the same order. I think, is that the first time that we've predicted the order the same for, uh, for a division? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of uh, odd because yeah. this was such a, like a, a polarizing division. Like we talked about um, Mets, Braves, Nats, Phillies, I mean, Marlins. I mean, great minds think alike. That's right. All I know is this next division is, Oh boy. <laughs> That's all this I is can the crap say. shoot right here. This is going to be an interesting conversation. I this is. Tell. Yeah. Um, so let's start at the bottom. Let's get the easy thing out of the way. Uh, Pittsburgh okay. pirates are going to be the worst yeah. team, maybe Pittsburgh in the national pirates. league. I feel like I should have controlled you and said Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have been, I would whatever. We would have stopped recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm going with the Pirates, uh, winning 61 games, losing 101. Um, they really don't have yeah, too much to just... be excited about except the sophomore season of Cabrian Hayes. There's not. Yeah, this, in my opinion, look, at, yeah, pretty. I just double-checked. They're the worst team in baseball. I <laughs> predict them to be the worst team this year. Uh, I have They're the only team in my standing predictions that have triple-digit losses. Obviously, I'm trying to keep it realistic. That's why. But still, I just – this team sucks. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry to the Pirates fans, but this team really sucks. Like, it's hard for me to find something I like here. I like Cabrian Hayes. Um, I mean, I like Colin Morano's pretty good to start the season. Jacob Stallings is a decent catcher. Um, that's your offense right there. That's the offense that's going to lead there's, there to, you uh, go. to the, to the promised land. your offense, man. I mean, Anthony Alford is their starting center fielder. I mean, that, that, that should say something. They do um, have Brian Reynolds. Okay. Brian. Oh yeah. Brian. See, I forgot. Like that's how much I don't like this team. I just completely forgot about Brian Reynolds. I don't really want to talk about the bullpen or the pitching staff because to be honest with you, I don't really remember much names here. Um, I think their ace is like Chad Cool, or it might be Mitch Keller. 
Yeah. I know they signed Tyler Anderson. Is he the ace? I don't know. It's such, I mean, it's I, such an awful team. I don't know, man. And then I'm mm. trying to think about this bullpen. I, they get Kyle Crick. That's someone. They have Kyle Crick and Richard Rodriguez. Those are the two names I know um, off the top of my head. I just, yeah, I just can't remember anyone else in this bullpen. It's just really bad. Yeah. Um, they traded all the guys that they're good there. They're all gone. Josh Bell's gone. Tyone's gone. They traded everyone else years before that. Yeah, they let uh, Kella walk. Some of those trades, yeah, they let Kella walk, which was dumb. Should have traded him when you had the chance. I mean, this team is just, ugh, it's just hard. It, it's hard to be a fan here, to be honest. This isn't yeah. just this year. It's like over the previous year, they traded Cole. Look at how Cole is now. Yeah, they traded McCutcheon. Yeah. That, that looks fine now because we haven't seen him, but you know, you ship Meadows traded... and Glass now to for Archer. <laughs> yeah, no. they shipped every like valuable piece they could have had right now for Chris Archer, who is now on the Rays. So they did. They lost the trade completely. Not a single piece is back on the Pirates now. They literally got fleeced so hard. Yeah, like I can't argue. I, I don't want to get biased, but literally, you traded Glass now, Meadows. And the top 100 prospect, a top 30 prospect for the Rays and Shane Boss for Archer. And you let Archer walk and he signs back with Tampa. Like, wh- what are you doing, Pittsburgh? Like, that's ridiculous. No, it's a sad time to be a I Pirates mean, it's, fan. It's going to be a couple years. It's going to be a rough couple years. It is. Um, and like, on a positive, a positive note, they got a great announcer. So he'll keep them happy. They do. Yeah, they do have a great announcer. Uh, my MVP is Cabrian Hayes. My Cy Young is uh, is Mitch Keller, and Mitch Keller is also my breakout. We don't really have to spend a whole lot of time talking about this because it's not fun to talk about bad teams. And um, to be honest, yeah, I don't I don't know just... like a whole mu- a whole lot uh, about too many players on their roster. Me either. Like this was the one team that when I was looking, well, there were like a couple others, but like I tried to just name players off the top of my head. And I just couldn't remember anybody on this team. Like I really just couldn't remember some of these people. Um, I, I just, I just, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Cabrian Hayes, MVP. Um, Cy Young. Let's go with um, Chad cool. I like his name and then breakout. I'm going to go with Richard Rodriguez because that's like the, like the safest option. I don't know who else to pick. Who's Dwayne Underwood Jr.? That's a heck of a name. Can he be the breakout? I'd like to see that guy do good. Anybody can break out. He hasn't. He hasn't been that good, but that's a. Can we? Are we on the Dwayne Underwood Jr. train? Let's add. Let's add Dwayne Underwood to the name to the list of names. So we've got Richard Lovelady, Sean Murphy, Brett Martin, and now uh, Dwayne Underwood. Let's do it, man. That's a great name. Fantastic. All right, uh, let's so let's move on from the Pirates. They're no fun to talk about. Here is where we get yeah. to maybe a this little is, less obvious. This of is picks where here. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be disagreement throughout the whole thing, to be honest. There might be. But and uh, who especially do you, who do yeah. you have? Who do you have in fourth? Let's just let's let's rip it off like a bandaid. Who do you got in fourth? Cincinnati Reds. The Cincinnati Reds. Thoughts on that? 
<laughs> You're gonna drop a bombshell. Um, I already know. My tell me you said the Cubs. My fourth play, the fourth place team. James Valentinus, I'm sorry. The Chicago Cubs <laughs> are going to be oh, yeah. in fourth place. The Cubs are in fourth it. by a game. I got the Reds over them by one game. One game is going to put them in fourth. They're going to win 77 games. Goodness. There you go. There's the the bombshell. The, I had just had my own passing bomb there. <laughs> that was a David bomb. All right. Uh, yeah. So let's m- nuke. Let's talk about the Cubs a little bit. I've got them in third place, so maybe not a whole lot of difference. I've got Chicago winning 83 games and losing 79. Um, I mean, their offense just on paper is really, really good. They've got uh, – their, I mean, their infield is fantastic. Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, um, and then Jason Hayward, who is capable of having a pretty solid offensive season. Ian Happ, who was insane last year, and then they add Jock Peterson, um, who was uh, who is maybe going to be one of their better hitters this year, and he's been off to one of the best starts to a spring training in all of baseball this year. And they've got Wilson Contreras, one of the yeah. best hitting catchers behind the plate. So I'm not worried about them offensively. Clearly, the problem and the uh, the issue with that team is is pitching. Hiring with Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, I mean, yeah, I, 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 got, I agree because that, that really is the issue because, I mean, the offense is fine. They still have Rizzo and Jock and Baez, like as you mentioned. Jason Hayward's there potentially to build on that 2020 um Nico Horner who they're very high on Ian Happ I feel like Ian Happ is very underrated by people I really like him um and but the pitching is just I don't know it's and that's what's killing me with this team I just don't know Kyle Hendricks is really good but like you brought back Arietta yeah I mean that's a I don't know is he gonna be good you can't rely on him to be Alec Mills. Al- Alec Mills. Okay. <laughs> Let me make something clear to just the Cubs fans here. He's, I know he threw a no hitter, but he kind of sucked in 2020. Like, can I just say that? Is that safe yeah. to say? Yeah. Say Am I it. allowed to say that? Speak because I, I, he, he, he sucked. In 2020. The no, first of all, the no hitter wasn't that good. Like look at the baseball savant, like, the balls that were hidden play in that, like it was a pretty, it was a pretty bad no hitter. Like I know it was a no hitter, but it was pretty bad. Um, I don't know. He's not that good to me. You signed Trevor Williams, a former pirate who has, who hasn't been good since 2018. And I think he had like 
or am I thinking of someone else? Yeah, I'm thinking of someone else. I thought he had injury problems, but still, he hasn't been good in three years. You did get Zach Davies. I like that. I like Zach Davies. You got him in that that trade for Darvish, I think, right? Uh, yeah, yep. Okay, he was part of the Darvish trade. This bullpen is weird. <laughs> That's all I can say. They have MVP getter Ryan Tapira. I mean, oh my goodness, Ryan Tapira, man. You want to talk about an unbelievable pitcher? Um, I mean, they signed Kimbrel, but like that was a bad idea. He didn't do that good here. Andrew Chafin, that was a cool move. You signed yeah. Brandon Workman. That's cool. I like those. But like he's not like he's not. I mean, Brandon Workman, I don't know what happened 2020 because 2019 you were ridiculous. 2020, maybe it was the shortened season. Maybe he was injured. I don't remember. And then I'm just trying to look. Um, Dan Winkler, he's here. Dylan Maples. Um, Rowan Wick. Jason Adam. Um, yeah, him too. Rowan Wick. Um, Kyle Ryan. That's a name. Um, it's just it, I don't like to make Among Us memes, but that bullpen is sus, to be honest. I, I just I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I just I don't like it. This team is not this doesn't look like a good team to me. This looks like a like a Phillies light. Like this is like the Phillies, but like not like the actual Phillies. Like this is someone pretending to be the Phillies. This like the that's Walmart what the, this team reminds me of. This is like going to Walmart and trying to buy the Phillies. This is what you get instead. You get the Cubs. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Pitching is what wins you, uh, what wins you championships. The Cubs don't have pitching. It's as simple as that. And they are not, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the division is wide open. It's not like there's a clear cut favor to win this division. So the Cubs could just as easily. I, have, I mean, yeah, they could. Yeah, they, I they have this division, division being won by by two games. Like this is a, this is anyone's division. Like this, anyone other than the Pirates can win this if they get on a good streak. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. Uh, so let's talk about the Reds here. I had the Reds in fourth place winning 78 games and losing 84. Oof. I mean, I just, I have them winning. I have a winning 78, but they're in third. So like there's, there's a bit of similarity here. Well, uh, yeah, we're, I guess we're agreeing on that regard. Um, I don't know what, I mean, their team is so, it's just a weird team. I mean, they've got guys who, this is like, yeah, they've got this, guys. Who honestly, can, this is this is like the Cubs, but instead of good offense, it's good pitching. Like this is it's kind of scary to me how similar this, the problem is with both of these teams. But like I think the Reds I have them by one game because like these teams are pretty identical. Like something's missing and it's 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 not here. That's that's my issue with these guys. I really like the Reds, to be honest, but like I, I this offense might hold them back, to be honest. Yeah, I mean their offense is full of a lot of guys that are uh, that could that could have that could boom for like amazing seasons like Mustakis and Castellanos and all those guys. They paid could, too. Yeah, I mean they could go out there and put up like a one thirty WRC plus in a season, but then they could just as easily put up like a ninety, and I honestly wouldn't be that surprised. So it's a lot of 
a lot of uh, question marks performance wise. They've got big names there, but like, can they perform? I don't know. I don't know. I do like the Reds pitching. I'll just make that clear. I think most people do. They got a good rotation here. They got Sonny Gray. They almost traded him, but they ended up not. Same thing with Castillo. Those like reporters that were saying that, oh, the Yankees are interested in him. That was all fake. I remember that. Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo are a great duo. Tyler Maley? I think that's how you say it. I think it's Molly. Not is it Molly? All right, excuse be. me. Tyler Molly. Tyler Molly or Maley. Not many people are talking about him. I kind of like him. He was good in 2020. He's in that rotation too. Um, I'm trying to – they have Lorenzen, Michael Lorenzen. Mm-hmm. He's a cool guy. I just like him because he's cool. The bullpen's a lot better than Chicago's, to be fair. Um, they traded for No Ramirez. They sent off Iglesias for him. Um they signed Sean Doolittle. That was pretty good. Um, they have the my breakout pick, TJ Ant, Antone, Anton. I don't know how to say the last name. I think it's Antone. You know who I'm talking about. Antone. TJ Antone, the dude is going to break out. Like, he's going to be really good in that bullpen. You have him there, Lucas Sims. Like, I like the red. Like, I, if I had to pick between, like, the Cubs and the Reds, I'd probably pick the Reds. I'm probably going to get hate for that, but I just, I don't know. I, this is a safer choice in my opinion. Cause at the end of the day, like I'll take like a good pitching staff and like a boomer bust offense over a good offense and like a, just a questionable pitching staff in my opinion. Yeah. That's a, that's a good thought. Um, you Did we mention Amir Garrett in that bullpen too? I don't know if we did. But uh, he's gonna be a guy that I didn't gets a lot of him, yeah. yeah he's gonna get a lot of uh, a lot of innings popularity and, yeah be their uh, be their biggest the name fun guy the yeah bring the it's fire guy. fight I guys I think he's gonna be a father this year too so congrats to him yeah congrats um, my MVP for that team we didn't hit the Cubs awards either so let's do both um, my Reds MVP is Eugenio Suarez. And my Cubs MVP okay. is Anthony Rizzo. Interestingly, I have the exact the exact same MVPs. I'm not even joking. Like that's literally my exact MVP for both. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, Gino is borderline top ten. I'd probably put him top ten third baseman. And Anthony Rizzo is clearly a, a top six at the worst uh, first baseman. Um, so yeah, I think those yeah, are. Yeah, they're both very good. Things. Yeah. Um, it's like the safe picks, really. I try to make sure I don't – I don't normally pick, like, someone, like, out of, like, character unless, like, I really, really am high on them. I right. go with the safe mostly. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so Cy Young's, I've got Sonny Gray. It's hard. Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo. I don't know who to put ahead of who, but I'm picking Sonny Gray to have a better season this year, and I'm picking Kyle Hendricks, the only logical option for the Cubs Cy Young. <laughs> You could pick Alec Mills. I could if you pick really Alec Mills. Um, for the Reds, I'm going to go with Sonny Gray also. I think he's just been – it's crazy how good he's been since he's left the Yankees. Um, it's kind of funny. Um, he's really good. I'm high on him as well. And then for the Cubs, I'm also going to pick uh, Kyle Hendricks because I really don't think any of the other guys in that rotation are going to be as good as he is. 
with you on that all the way. Uh, breakout. I feel like the Cubs breakout might have been one of the easier to pick out of all these uh, out of all the teams. I got Nico Horner as the breakout, pretty much the only unproven guy uh, in their starting lineup. So uh, he's my easy pick for breakout. Yeah, I got him a breakout too. It just this is like the perfect like opportunity for him because the lineup itself is not it's good, but it's not like crazy good where some people are gonna be like outperformed. I think this is the perfect scenario for him to kind of really break out and kind of showcase his true ability as a as a hitter. And I think that just this is a good time for him to really just be able to get everything to click. So I think he's an easy and safe choice for breakout there too. And then with the Reds, as I said earlier, it's going to be TJ Antone. Um, very good in the shortened season, very good in the minor leagues. I'm just very high on him. I think he's just going to be really good. Uh, Antone, if I had to pick a pitcher, I'd pick TJ Antone also. I think uh, he's going to be really good. He's got nasty stuff. But I went with Nick Senzel to be my breakout. He's going to be starting in center every day. And hopefully by the middle of the season, he'll be hitting up toward the top of the order. Or maybe if he's not hitting leadoff, then he'll be hitting towards the bottom. But I like his tools. I think he's got what it takes to be a solid major league center fielder. Um, And, uh, yeah, he's my pick to click for Cincinnati this year. Well, I think that's a pretty good pick. Um, he's been great in the minor leagues, uh, major leagues. He's had a bit of a rough couple, uh, rough couple of games. I think it's still like less than 150, though. So we'll take it with a grain of salt. We got to wait to see him in a real full season. Right. Okay. So top two teams in this division. This is weird. I had these teams uh, switched uh, outside the order that they are right now on my screen. But this morning I went back and I, I don't know, something was telling me to flip these two teams back to the way, uh, or not back, but to flip these two teams. Did you you do what I think you did? I think, yeah, I think we're on the same wavelength here. In second place, I've got my St. Louis Cardinals. What? Ah, that's so hard for me what? to say, man. That's so hard How? for me to say, but I've, I'm giving into the Brewers propaganda and just seeing, seeing Cardinals starting pitchers drop like flies and seeing new news reports every day about Miles Michaelis is three weeks behind on his throwing program and Kwang Hyung Kim isn't going to be ready for opening day. It just got me thinking, oh God, our rotation is going to suck and our bullpen I know it's going to be fine, but our offense is still a question mark. And I don't know how Nolan's going to perform in St. Louis. And I don't know. I'm giving in. Clearly, this is like, this is just stress from like finals before spring break. That's all this is. I don't know (laughs) what you're talking about. The Brewers are finishing in second. And that's that. The Cardinals are winning this division. Not by a lot, but they're going to win this division. If the Cardinals don't win this, this week, Division, I'm gonna be real surprised. Maybe it's just me not wanting to jinx it and hoping that I mean, obviously, the Cardinals have the capability of winning the division. I think whoever wins this division is gonna be lucky to win 90 games. I do have the Brewers going 90 <laughs> and 72, but I could just as easily. Oh my have goodness, them. Dude, what I can, is I going can have on? Them, I can have them winning like 86 or 85. I don't even be okay. You have a team in here winning 90 games. 
I don't know what I was thinking then. I just made a spur of the moment decision and I'm sticking well, with it. I've got the Cardinals winning 88. I don't have so okay. Wins. This is this is this might turn heads, but out of all five teams, I don't have a single one winning more than 85 games. Oh I have the Cardinals winning the division, but at 83 wins. Like that's unbelievable. I, I, I just that this division's bad. That's unreal. That's all it is. Bro, the Cardinals are winning at 83 wins, and then I put the Brewers at second at, at a 500 record. No 81, way. 81, no 81. Way. Brewers are going to finish in second with 81 wins. I, I cannot believe you put them in first with 90. I told I you I gave what. into the propaganda. Get the Brewer source, man. You're getting into this. I know. Head. LMAO oh Lauer is in my head, man. He's in your head. Yeah. I mean, I'm on the Woodruff hype train. I think he has oh, a shot at the Cy Young. If Jacob deGrom didn't exist, I think Woodruff would be a top-tier pitcher in the NL, which he still might be. I think Corbin Burns may be a little bit overrated, but he's still a really solid pitcher and honestly better than any number two that the Cardinals have. Maybe Carlos Martinez is better, but I don't know. The Cardinals rotation is just so thin now, and it's so many question marks and so many young guys that have to have everything go right for them, I think, to – for us to have a successful season. And uh, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know if I'm high on the Cardinals. This is, this is, I cannot believe that you have the Cardinals in second place. I'm assuming they're missing the playoffs too. Yeah. In their predictions the you have. Oh my goodness. My goodness. God, it hurts to this say. team, this team, the Cardinals are winning this division. I don't know what, I let me I'm be wrong. a Cardinals. Let me be a biased a bandwagon for a minute. The Cardinals are the best. Okay, might, okay, that might be a stretch, but like the they're the most balanced team here, I think. Um, obviously, you're concerned about like a lot with this team. That's understandable. Um, the rotation, it's probably going to be like Flaherty, Wainwright, uh, Kim. I'd assume you're sliding Carlos Martinez back to being a starter again. And then if Michaelis and Hudson are still hurt, then probably Ponce de Leon will just be the fifth starter for some time. I don't time, like that rotation, man. It's still good enough to keep you in games. Flaherty is still very good. I don't know about Martinez. I I don't I didn't really see much. I didn't look at Kim before I wrote the notes, so I didn't really check much on him. But Wainwright's been average. He's been good enough to keep them in games. I do like the Cardinals bullpen. Gallegos, Reyes, Miller, Hicks, Hillsley, Helsley, uh, John Gant, Tyler Webb. I, I like the Cardinals bullpen. I, I like the lineup. I mean, they, they literally traded for a top four, maybe top five, top four, third baseman in baseball. Like they have a top four, third baseman in baseball. No, they're not all. They have Paul Goldschmidt. Dylan Carlson is bre- Dylan Carlson is breaking out. All right, people, don't let that sixty-game season fool you. This Dylan Carlson is insane. Do not be fooled. I mean, I love um, Carlson. Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader is still a defensive guru. Um, Tommy Edmond. I don't like him that much. Cardinals fans do. I don't know why. Um, Paul DeYoung, same thing. Molina, can you just retire so Andrew Kneiser can start? That's all I have to say about him. But I mean, this team, this team, I think this team's good enough to win the division. I think the Brewers, 
thing the, the the thing about me with the Brewers is just I I think the Brewers are very good, but I just think the Cardinals are safer to bet on because there's a couple more question marks with the Brewers than with the Cardinals. Like the Brewers were a little more Brewers were more active than the Cardinals because they picked up Colton Wong. Have fun watching that 19 times. Um, they signed Unreal. Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, I don't know why they signed Jackie Bradley Jr. That makes me think Avasail's going on the bench. He's going to get paid like $10 million to be a bench guy. Um, they're, Omar Narvaez is still their catcher. He's not crazy good. They still have Yelich, who's going to bounce back heavily. Um, they still have Kane as well, but like the mo- rest of these guys are not that good. Why is Orlando Arcia still a starting shortstop? That's my question. Jeez. Like, why are we still consistently starting him? Like, when are we gonna like figure out like there's not there's something a bit off? And then the bullpen, um, they still have a hater. They still Devin Williams, he pitched like 20 innings and he's apparently the best reliever in baseball now. Um Brent Suter, I like him, and I like Freddie Peralta. After that, I have no idea, man. Like, I have, I don't know any of the other guys there. I know they signed Boxberger, but I don't think he's making the roster. So, like, I don't know. Um, I just, I'd rather, I'd rather see the Cardinals win it because this Brewers team, um, got a couple more issues. The Cardinals are a little more balanced for 162 games. That's who I have winning the division. It's hard for me to see the Brewers go over 500 or even win 90 games, 90 games. Like, are you serious? You think the Brewers, the Brewers are going to win 90 games? It's possible. I mean, they've, they've got talent. Christian Yelich still. I don't, I I cannot see them winning 90 games. Maybe 90 was ambitious. I, I, if you, if it was like 85 or like 88, I would have been a, I would have like been like, okay, that's, I could see someone making that argument, but 90 wins is an extreme amount for this division. It's hard for me to see one of those teams winning 90 games. I mean, the division winner, in my opinion, is going to have 83 wins like that. That's how weird this division is. It's ridiculous. Well, clearly this is the worst division in baseball. And I'm with you that I, I mean, I'd rather see the Cardinals win the division than the Brewers. Clearly, I would. I'm maybe the most, I mean, well, the only Cardinals fan that I know is my baseball coach. I don't have any Cardinals fans to talk to here. I just have uh, social media to, to interact. One. Yeah, so. Oh, that must suck. But you Especially know what? Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. I mean, I, it's Cardinals so Instagram and Cardinals Twitter. That must be scary waters to God, swim through. It is, it is so hard to find logical Cardinals fans that don't. <laughs> I mean, because the common Cardinals fan is. I get, a mad, at, I get mad at race Twitter fans, but like I've never seen like Cardinals fans. Like they're a lot worse. I mean, like, Cardinals, I, I get mad yeah. about the race fans, but like, oh my goodness. The Cardinals typical fans Cardinals fan is just praise, praise Yachty. He is the greatest catcher of all time. And Arenado is by far the best third baseman in baseball. And oh, Tommy yeah. Edmond is the golden child, going to be the next uh, Scott Tommy Rowland Edmund. at third Amazing. base. And Colton exactly. Wong was 
I mean, Colton Wong's replaceable and Bader is awful and Jack <laughs> or Jack Flaherty is awful. And they both Jack are not good. awful people. And you know what? Wayne like, writes the ace. Wayne writes the ace. <laughs> it's so hard. I mean, Cardinals in social media is just unbelievably toxic and idiotic at times. And uh, you know what? It's I'm maybe one of the most negative uh one of the most negative fans of all sports when it comes to uh, the Cardinals or the Colts. I mean, I'm from Indy, so I'm a, a Cardinal. Oh, I'm you can't be negative about the Colts. Pacers They're fan. looking good. Well, you know what? You just what? got Carson Wentz. Yeah, so maybe not the Colts, but the Cardinals in particular, It's maybe it's because I love baseball so much and the Cardinals are were my first love and I care about them so much more than anybody else. But I mean, it's maybe a similar type of thing. Like you had the Rays coming in fourth place, didn't you? I did with 82 wins. So, I mean, and we're I'm, kind of I'm, in the I'm same boat. Stay, I'm staying on that. No, I'm staying on that hill though. Like Ray's Twitter is going to send like pitchforks at me. I'm still going to keep saying that because Ray's Twitter. And this is what like frustrates me about other Ray's fans. They just assume that any player we get is just up their fix. They're a top 10 in baseball. Like that's not how it works. Like I know it's worked before, but like they're just, they're expecting like Archer to pitch another 200 innings or something. Like, what are you talking about? He's coming off of one of the most difficult injuries for any pitcher in baseball. And then they think like, Oh, Michael Waka is going to be like a Cy Young candidate. Like what? Michael Waka, another, a former Cardinal who, Hasn't been good in three years. You think he's going to be a Cy Young candidate? And then they argue to me that like, oh, the Blake Snell trade was a, a amazingly good success. We're, we don't need Snell. Patino is going to be much better than Snell ever was. They like argue that like, oh, like Snell's going to regress. No, he's not. They just come up. That's what makes me angry. They have the dumbest like evidence of their reasoning. Like if they had a good argument, I might like understand their point, but they just, assume, they just bring up the worst arguments. It's so hard to just have a conversation with these guys. I mean, I can, I can attest to that. Uh, I can relate to having to interact with fans of my own team that have awful evidence and reasoning for their takes. But I mean, we're kind of in the same boat where, I mean, the more you love a team and know about a team, the more likely you are to see their flaws and think to the past and think like this could go wrong. And knowing this team and what it's lacking and where it's lacking, it probably will go wrong. So that's why I have the Cardinals as a second place team. I might be expecting the worst here. And there is as equal a chance of them winning the worst. There's as equal of a chance as them of them uh, coming in first place as the Brewers, but I just happen to have the Cardinals winning 88. I feel like everyone, anyone can make an argument that like the anyone from the Cardinals to the Cubs, like all four, oh, they can win it because so and so. Like all these teams, just they're like all the same. Like they're all just like a. Li- There's some weird flaw about them. The Cubs, it's the pitching staff. The Reds, it's the offense. The Brewers, it's the it's the pitching staff, and then the Cardinals, it's like a little bit of everything. A little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. So like you can literally make an argument for all of them. 
it's such a crapshoot division. I mean, this is just such a such an awful division. And I mean, me being a Cardinals fan, I like to think we have a, a really good future. And I don't know too much about the futures <laughs> of all the other teams to predict where this division will be in five to ten years. But for now, it's far and away the worst division in baseball. And you reflect that with the Cardinals Definitely. winning 83 games. 83 games they're gonna be in the playoffs they're gonna be winning a division they're gonna well the last time they will host a home game in the the last time the the last time the cardinals won the the division with 83 games was in 2006 and they won the world series that year so if that happens man maybe i'm giving you hey maybe i'm giving you some luck there maybe you're giving me some 06 vibes with uh with Pujols and the mb maybe that's what i'm trying to do man (laughs) well uh comes back why not trade for him <laughs> um, at, at this point, you, who cares, let, man? Why not? Who's that first Goldschmidt? Ah, we don't need him. Replaceable. We need every classic Cardinal that ever lived to just to just trade it here yep. because that's that's how this game works, right? We just new Molina's gonna stay here for another fifteen years. We're gonna bring Pujols back. That that's what they're thinking. Yep, the whole outfield needs to be. Hayward, Piscotty, and Grichik. We need to just bring out that 2015. Uh, oh, bring it back. Same thing with like the race. Oh my goodness, it's gonna be great. We're just Michael Walker's gonna win 20 games. Luis Patino is gonna have like a 1.4 ERA. We're gonna have a Rosarena hitting 60 homers. Like it's we're gonna win like 100, like 30 something games. We're just gonna be unstoppable. That's that's totally what's gonna happen. Well, you know, Randy Rosarena is—he's Barry Bonds already, and oh, he's oh gonna—he's the greatest player who ever lived. I, oh my goodness! I did you have you seen his postseason tape? Did you even did you even like, watch you the postseason watch, last year? Did you, did you watch the postseason Cardinals fans? My, I'll have you know, I bet you I home runs <laughs> in the postseason last year. I bet you there are still Cardinals fans that that are like, oh the race still lost that trade because dot, dot, dot. Like, I bet there are still Cardinals fans that think that. No, both teams won that trade. All right, so we let's go ahead. for a couple years. Yeah, well, we'll see if Libertor can pan out. Let's move That's on. That's something to, uh, we can debate about. That is something we can debate about. I'm hoping. <laughs> Who won out. this trade? We can have that discussion. You'll be on the podcast in a few years uh, once we've won the World Series <laughs> and once you guys have won the like, World Series. So, like 2020. 2028 or something at the end of this decade when we are both grown men with families we can have this discussion about <laughs> uh hey uh between our uh between meetings at our work we can just be like uh randy rosarena is now 31 years old and 32 <laughs> years old so is matthew libertor who had the better career so far who had the better career all right so uh let's Ooh, go ahead we're and- probably gonna trade him in two years <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to some awards here for the Cardinals and Brewers. Let's hit these quickly. Um, MVPs, Yelich, don't need to talk about that. He's still a top well, top four. I think I have him fourth best player in the in the game. Don't worry about his 2020. Sure. He's going to be fine. Um, and then the same thing for my Cardinals MVP, Nolan Arenado. Don't worry. He was a, same, I mean, yeah. he was a fluke last year. He's going to be fine outside Coors. And last year he was battling an injury. He's still a top tier, uh, maybe not top tier. He's still a top five third baseman in baseball. 
and he's going to play like it. I don't think there's too much to be concerned about there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Um, Cy Young's here. Also two easy picks. Brandon Woodruff from Milwaukee. Jack Flaherty for St. Louis. Not too much discrepancy. Um, Not much to say there. It's pretty simple with these (laughs) guns. Breakout. Here's where it gets maybe a little interesting. Keston Hura. Tommy Edmund. (laughs) Tommy Edmund. Tommy Edmund needs to Tommy Edmund, baby. He's regression due. I'm not on the Tommy Edmund hype train. Uh. So for Milwaukee, I've got Keston Hira. I think he needs to have a a big offensive year, and I think his uh, success will determine a lot of how good the Brewers do this year. If he can provide a good bat around around Yelich, I feel like that'll go a long way in helping them towards the playoffs if they can get there. That's a good pick. Um, Breakout for me. Um, I went with Brent Suter. I like Brent Suter a lot, and he's been pretty good um, the last three years. Um, he was used as a starter in 2018. He was average there. And then 2019, I think he was hurt for most of it, so he didn't play that much, but he was great there. And then 2020, once again, he had a bit of – he had a couple starts and a couple um, relief appearances, and he did good there. So I have him breaking out and – becoming a above average pitcher for that team. Um, I think he's going to be a solid guy. And I think if they, if they pair him with Hayter and Williams, that's a pretty good three headed uh, a list bullpen they could use for late innings. Fun fact. I saw a Brent Suter start uh, live at Miller park in 2018. I went with my baseball team. We were in a, a tournament out of town in Milwaukee that weekend and we went to like a, a Thursday or a Friday night game or something. And uh, the Raptor Brent Suter was on the Hill. And I think if I remember, he pitched pretty well. I think he might've had a hit too. So uh, yeah. Dang, on, look at that. He can do it all. Pitcher Brent Suter fan club here, man. Absolutely. We're adding. I think Brent he's Suter on cameo. He is on cameo. You can get uh, you can get Brent Suter to the, yeah. To give you a shout out. So Brent let's Suter add to like, Shout us out. So we might as well see how much his cameo is. Get him to yeah. say something. Here. Well, let's check it out after this pod. All right. Um, for the Cardinals breakout, it's got to be Paul DeYoung for me. And I think he's got a breakthrough Ooh. that uh, that league average bat uh, type of guy that he's been the past few years. And, I mean, his defense is there. He's a an elite defensive shortstop. And he's got the potential to be a really, really solid offensive uh, threat for the Cardinals. And he's going to hit fourth or fifth in that uh, in that lineup. And I'm just hoping he can break out as a as a Cardinals fan. I'm hoping that he can become a real offensive threat. That's fair. I want to say Dylan Carlson, but I feel like that's the obvious. So I'm going to go with a different person. This might surprise you. I'm going to go with Tyler O'Neill. I like Tyler O'Neill a lot. I think um, obviously he hasn't performed very well in the big leagues yet. Um, 2018, he was pretty, he was very good there. That was his best year by a long shot. Um, 2020, the offense is real bad. 2019, pretty similar story. So I think there's something there with him though. I, I, I do think he's very good. You look at how he's performed in the minor leagues. He's definitely got potential. He's always been like a 20 yeah, like a 20, 30 home run hitting kind of guy. So I think if he just gets back into that group, I think he could be a solid, 
a corner outfielder for that team, but we just need to see it because we haven't seen it yet. And I know that organization is high on him. So I'd like to see him get some success. He's probably going to start. He's having a really good spring. And if he keeps it up, he'll earn that starting spot in left field. There you go already. I mean, but that's, that might be wide open if Lane Thomas has a really good spring, but I'm hoping that Ty gets Justin the, uh, Williams is competing. I here, love I Justin too. Williams. I'm hoping he can <laughs> contribute. You got um, another, that's, another we thing we can discuss there that's another trade we did i think yeah for fan yeah Tommy that's fam. right yeah we got him we got uh Hennessy cabrera and oh my goodness uh, i like him we got one more guy that is i was mad when we traded Hennessy cabrera yeah I um him. i would have to look up that full trade but yeah i like the pick for tyler o'neill to be a breakout i'm certainly hoping that uh that he can be that guy so uh, the NL Central sounds like we had some differing opinions, but uh, I yeah, think we we're moving on to maybe the easiest division to predict in all of baseball. Yeah, here. this will. This is the podcast has been very long up until yeah. now. It's about to be like five minutes. Yeah, this. we can we're fly through this. There's... This is this is a pretty obvious. It's just like two teams. It's two teams, and then the other three are just all bad. That's it. I don't know if I'd put the the Diamondbacks or Giants on the same level of bad as the Rockies. The Rockies, I see potentially losing a hundred. I don't have them losing a hundred. I have them winning sixty four. I got them losing. I got them losing ninety eight. So we're yeah, both sixty four and ninety eight. We're predicting. I guess we um, can do them first because they're the quickest to talk about. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to hear us talk about it, then just watch Foolish Baseball's video on them. Yeah, I was gonna bring that's that a up. great video on them. Yeah, because like what he said is pretty much all. There's not much else I can say after what he said. Like this team just, it's it's bad and it's sad. If the two, they're the two ads, bad and sad. That's what they are. Yeah. Um, and not they just have the, not Marquez just... is the ace, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, they got Trevor Story, but he's not gonna want an extension. He's want to leave. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say about them. They're just bad. And yeah. Sad. I mean, not just the product on the field, but they have one of the worst, uh, front offices in baseball, one of the worst owners in baseball. Yep. They're just, uh, they're a wreck. And it seems like they're that future... press conference after they traded Nolan was so, uh, it's like, it was like biting into like a bit bitter melon. Like just, just, you're overwhelmed with just bitterness from what they were saying. Yeah. Like I mean, he, who, who says this? Like who says I would fire myself after trading Nolan Arenado? Why wouldn't you fire yourself? You literally traded your best player. It would, you should fire yourself. Why are you employed? Like, what are you talking your about? Your best player in franchise history. Probably. Fan Besides favorite. Todd Helton or Larry Walker. I can't think of anyone else. I, I don't know if I'd say Larry Walker. I'd say Nolan just because, like, well, as face of the franchise, I think you think of either I'm Helton just thinking, or like, Who's been, like, some of the better ones? Tulo, maybe. I don't know. Regardless, Nolan, Tulo, at least at least this decade, sad. Nolan's been the guy. And uh, yeah, the Rockies, definitely. Rockies now, had, I don't know. Yeah, Rockies had a bad offseason. And Story and Marquez – that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all you've got to look forward to as a Rockies Story fan. and Marquez. I am the biggest fan of Sam Hilliard, but he's not been that good. Sam um, Hilliard is my breakout candidate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's 
I like him. He's a fun guy. I don't even know if he's like cool or not. I just like him. <laughs> That's about it. I've said his name a bunch in like a group chat. I mean, I just like the dude. He's likable. He's a likable guy. That's All right. About it. So we've got him last, obviously. Second and, or not second, uh, third and fourth place. Interesting. I've got the Arizona Diamondbacks in fourth place with 74 okay. wins. All right. It might be a little low. Um, I agree. I have, I got them in fourth. No, you, you're actually higher than me. I have them with 72. Hmm. Um, I got them in fourth at 72. And then I got the Giants in third place with 76. I've got the Giants also winning 76 games in third place. Look at that. We, yeah, this division was so easy for us. We just, we're almost um, had the same thing. I mean, yeah. For, I mean, two of the go. first three teams, same records. So, uh, yeah. Diamondbacks, let's hit those awards real quick. Cattell Marte MVP, Zach Gallon, Cy Young. And then my breakout, I just yeah. said Zach Gallon again. I couldn't really think of anybody else. <laughs> I just think Gallon's going to. Tim LaCastro. Tim LaCastro. Tim LaCastro. Love him here. Yes. Everybody loves LaCastro. We need him. I think Gallon's going to. Yeah, I think Gallon's going to be an all-star this year. I think he's going to be one of the better pitchers in the NL. So I just picked him to, uh, to take that next step forward. And uh, yeah, not much else to talk about with the diamondbacks. They're pretty bad team. Um, especially. I, I, don't, in I don't have, I don't have, yeah, I, I just don't have much to add. You pretty much said it. I don't know. This is weird. This is a weird team because like 2019, they just horrible first half. Oh, never mind. We won 85 games and we nearly made the playoffs. So like, Okay, are you gonna build on it? No, we're gonna completely collapse. <laughs> and now they just suck. So I don't know. It's weird. I haven't seen a team do that since maybe like the the Mets from 2016 to 17, where it's like literally was like a competitive team and then you just completely collapsed. Like I haven't seen that in a while. Um Marte's gonna be the MVP. Um, I don't have much to say there. I mean Rest of the offense kind of sucks. I like Carson Kelly. Um, Nick Ahmed's a great defender. Um, Eduardo Escobar's the, the guy there. Um, and then Cy Young is Zach Gallen. I don't think anyone else here is that good. Uh, Mad Bum is not looking good in the Diamondbacks uniform. Luke Weaver, it's too early. Caleb Smith hasn't been that good. Merrill Kelly, same thing. And then breakout, I I don't know. Um, there's not many guys here. I know they signed Chris Davinsky. I like that. Um, I don't really – yeah, I just don't know any breakout guys here. I guess we could go with, like, Stephen Crichton. Crichton. He has a fun name. I'd like to support him. S Stephen Crichton. Yeah, we'll go with him. He'll be the breakout. He's going to be a great guy in the bullpen for you, Diamondbacks fans. Get ready. He's already been very good. Like, look at his last two years. He's been pretty good. Don't worry. Well, he might be the only guy. Uh, he might be the only guy in the bullpen to look forward to. That's a really atrocious pitching staff pretty much outside of Gallon and uh, a couple bullpen pieces. You get, a, you get a Tyler Clippard reunion if that makes you happy. Love Tyler Clippard here. Um, okay, moving on. Let's hit the Giants real quick. Mike Yastrzemski is my pick for MVP. Um, I, I mean, okay. I like what I've seen out of him the past couple of years. He's a little on the older side. 
But I mean, overall, I think uh, I think he's probably the best player on their roster. This is um, Giants are a bunch of oldies. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of old, a lot of guys in their thirties here. But like, it's weird because like, this is like, I don't know. I've never seen a team with this many players in their thirties like this. It's weird. I don't know how you would handle this. Um, they signed Lestella. They have Yastrzemski. They got Solano. They got that Solano guy. Buster Posey's coming back. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, they still have Brandon Crawford. Eh. Brandon yeah. Belt's pretty good. Brandon Belt's pretty good. Dubon. Dubon, I think that's how you say it. He's yeah. their center fielder. Um, they have Longoria. I, I love Longoria because he was the you know, the best Ray ever, but like, I mean, he's just a cool dude. Um, he's not really playing that good anymore though. So it makes me sad. Maybe that's why I don't like the giants that much because Longoria is below yeah. average now. And it makes me sad, but yeah, I think Yastrzemski is probably the MVP of this offense. Can't really see much else here. Cy Young is going to be Gossman. I, I literally forgot that he, accepted the qualifying offer like i saw the roster yet earlier today and i remembered that he's still on this team like it was like wow he's still here he's gonna be their cy young um the rest of the rotation is kind of like reclamation projects uh, cueto alex wood aaron sanchez and then breakout for me we're going to go of Jake McGee, former Ray. He had a great 2020. It's funny because as soon as he left Colorado, he turned back to the fantastic form. I don't know. That's like ironic. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> so I have him breaking out safe pick there. I think he's going to do good in San Fran. Uh, their bullpen needs some guys that they can count on. So I think you pair him with Tyler Rogers and maybe, Moranta, I think that's how you say it. That's a yeah. good three-head for them. Yeah, I agree. Gossman's the Cy Young. And, yeah, their rotation is is pretty weak. Um, oh, who was it? Anthony Discofani, I think, is a guy that will end up being in their rotation. But Gossman is yeah, uh, far and away. Yeah, Gossman's far oh, and away. I forgot. The they signed... They signed they signed Brebia, too, but he's... I, I think oh, he's still don't in talk about John Brebia. Tommy John. I don't want to talk about Sean Brebbia here. I yeah, only I mentioned know. that because I know that was important to you. Yeah, it's a sore spot. I would rather not talk about uh, giving up one of our better right. relievers for absolutely nothing. Okay. It's okay. So, yeah. Uh, my breakout candidate is going to be Joey Bart. Um, I'm not sure how, how much playing okay. time he's going to get. I don't know if they're going to – how they're going to handle him with Posey. But if Bart Gabe Kapler had – gonna have fun with it yeah if bart gets starts this year then i think that uh he's gonna show why he's one of the best catching prospects in baseball so we both agree with a 76 and 86 record for the giants in third place which leaves the top two teams in the nl west possibly the top two teams in the national league that's how i have it they're the best two best teams in the National League are in the same division. Yeah. And the same state. So yep. California, you guys have some fun teams, man. Jeez. 
The, the whole state's got so many fun teams. Such good weather too. I know. All right. So let's there. talk about uh let's talk about the second place team, San Diego Padres. I'm assuming that yeah. you had the Padres second and didn't pull any uh crazy antics on. Why, why would I second. put the Padres first? They're they're not it, the Padres are the Dodgers, but like diet form. That's all. Yeah, the Dodgers the Padres. are still better. The Padres are but a the gross Padres. Team. Bro, I've been I've been dying to talk about the Padres since we started talking about teams. This is the funnest team ever, man. Absolutely, this team is so much fun. Other than the the Slam Diego music video, you must have had so much fun if you were a Padres fan for this entire like final third of this 2020 year. I mean, are you kidding me with this? They traded for Blake Snell, you Darvish, Joe Musgrove, and Victor Caratini. They signed that they signed Kim from the KBO. Um they still have a great bullpen too. You extend they still have Clevenger. They extended Tatis to literally like the biggest, one of the biggest, like 14 years. That's a long time. Like that's literally almost my whole age. Like yeah. that contract is nearly as old as me. Like I'm, that's ridiculous. Well, don't, don't undersell yourself. You're not 15 years old. Everybody is, he's not 15 years old or 14 or anything like that. I mean, we're, uh, we're more mature than eighth, seventh and eighth graders, aren't we? I don't know. Race Twitter would disagree with you. Anyways, <laughs> I mean, you look at you look at this lineup though. Like this is still this is scary. Trent Grisham is is already very good. Tatis is going to be amazing. Machado is still good. Tommy Pham is still Tommy Pham. Jake Cronenworth, I'm so mad we traded him. He's really good. <laughs> Will Myers, he's really he he's been all right too. Um, the only weakness is probably like Hosmer and Nola. I'm sorry, yeah. Padres fans. Eric Hosmer is not that good. You guys, he fleeced you in that contract. That was that was a dumb contract you guys signed. Yeah, I'm um, on, I'm on the train of Eric Hosmer being not a, a borderline top 30s first baseman. I don't know why it's this 60 game season just gets into people's heads, man. Like, I know he was good in 38 games, but like. How about the other two years he's been a Padre? Can we talk about those? Are we allowed to discuss those with you? Like, it's not been that good. Yeah, he ain't good. All right. Uh, yeah, the Padres, they're going to be good this year, and they're going to be so good for so long. So much of their uh, their talented team is incredibly young. And Fernando and Tatis. The, ro- the pitching staff, too. Oh, absolutely. Pitching staff is scary. Yeah. That rotation is nasty. Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, Lamette, and Paddock, who showed that 19 form. Mm-hmm. That's scary. That's, that's a without even, monster. I don't that's without even including face. Clevenger. Oh, my goodness. If they had Clevenger, too, like, I'd be so scared to play the Padres in, like, a, a five-game series in the playoffs. Unless I was the Dodgers, I'd be scared. And their bull, it's not even like the bullpen's bad. The bullpen's freaking good. Yeah. Drew Pomerantz, Emilio Pagan, they signed Melanson, they signed Kella, Austin Adams, Tim Hill. I mean, I this, this is a great team. They're going all out. 
the 2020 season was not a fluke. They are a competitive team and they're going to be competitive for several years. Like this is not going to be just like a two year window. This is at least like three to six years possibly of just competitive baseball here. Uh, Yeah. So you just heard us praise the Padres for a solid few minutes. That said, they are still a second place team because they also have to compete with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Maybe one of the most stacked rosters that we've seen in the 21st century, ever, possibly maybe. or ever. Yeah. I mean, it's I ridiculous. mean, they have the best lineup in baseball, best the best rotation in baseball, one of the best bullpens in baseball. It's just unreal. It's unfair how good they are. The Dodgers are just, it's, it, it really is. I think that's the, that's the price Padres fans. You can have the best team you may have ever had, but you're going to have to be in the same division as a team better than you. Right. The only team better than you. And that's the Dodgers. I don't think the, I think it would safe to say that the Dodgers are the best team in baseball and there's not a single team that will, that's come going to come close this year to how they're going to do. Um, there's not a single flaw in this entire roster. There's, there is no flaw in this roster. Everything on this roster is perfect. There's nothing wrong on this roster. The lineup is ridiculous. Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, brought back Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Will Smith, Muncy. Like, are you are you kidding me with that lineup? It's ridiculous. How and good then that you look at is. the rotation. They still have Kershaw, Walker Bueller. They're we're going to see David Price. We didn't see him in 2020. We're going to see him now. Urias, and they signed signed Bauer. The um, Mickey Mouse Cy Young uh, Award winner, top man 10 pitcher himself. in baseball. Agent Lupa, you are an idol to all. You know you what? Look I, at the bullpen as well. Oh, God. What? You about to whip out a, a I was controversial just say, take? Well, I was just going to say, I, uh, I'd probably like uh, Rachel Luba a lot more if I could see what she tweeted. But unfortunately, I'm, I'm blocked from her Twitter account. So I was unable you to. Know, it's, I was unable to get trustworthy information on where Trevor signed because <laughs> any other report was uh, was fascist propaganda and fake news. And John exactly. is a boneheaded I idiot. Can't, you can't trust anyone anymore. Nope, just you can't just trust Rachel anyone Lupa. anymore. It's ridiculous. Just Rachel Lupa and her really low quality vlogs that I could edit better. Um. In all seriousness, though, Bauer is still a pretty good pitcher. Um, he's not worth the money he's getting, but he's going to be good in that rotation. Um, and then you look at this bullpen, too. They still have Jansen. They brought back Blake Trinan. Bruce Targratterall. Are you kidding me? Like, you got him in the Mookie bet. Like, you could have just gotten bets, but you got him, too. They signed – or not signed. They traded for Corey Kniebel. They still have Dustin May, Tony Gosselin. Like there's not a single flaw on this entire team. If you wanted to find a flaw, the only flaw is like the bench. But even then, it's not that bad because Gavin Lux and Edwin Rios are still pretty good. Matt Beatty is still good. And Austin Barnes is still a decent defender. So like there really isn't a flaw on the Dodgers at all. They're going to be the best team in 2021. And I don't think it's going to be close. I, I don't even think there's a team that can beat them. They could literally repeat if they wanted to. Like, they have everything. There's nothing weak about that team. 
I mean, yeah, that's it's unreal. It's unfair how good they are. Every aspect of their team is stacked. I've got them winning 105 games. I've got the Padres winning 96. So let's hit some uh, some awards here for those two teams. Uh, MVPs, yep. Mookie for the Dodgers and uh, Nando for the Padres. I feel like those are pretty easy. Yeah, Mookie definitely is going to be the MVP for the Dodgers. I could see someone making a case for Bellinger too, but I don't. It's hard for me to count it off, count against Mookie with how 2020 went for him. And then for the Padres, I'm also going to have to go with Fernando Tatis Jr. It's hard for me to pick over him. He's just so good and he's so young. Like we've barely seen him and he's already making a case to be a top five shortstop in a full season. It's ridiculous. He's insane and he's getting paid. So yeah, he's going to be the MVP. Right. Uh, Cy Young's two stacked rotations. So it's hard to pick, but I'm going with Walker Bueller and Blake Snell respectively. I was going to say Trevor Bauer just to see your reaction, but I'm not going to do that. I'm also going to do Walker Bueller because Walker Bueller is probably like their rotations. The Dodgers rotation is very good. But if I had to pick like a specific one that I'd probably take is it's probably going to be Bueller because he's, he's so young and he's also just really good. He throws the ball hard and he's just one of the better uh, pitchers in baseball. And then for the Padres, this is also a tough choice because there's they also have so many good young guys there too. Um, right now, I'm torn between Darvish and Snell, but I'll go with Blake Snell as the Rays fanboy in me. I think he'll be the better guy there. Blake Snell is very good. He's a very talented pitcher, one of the best in baseball. If he could just stay into games a little bit longer, he could be unbelievable. That's just his weakness. If, but if the Padres fixed that in him, I'd be scared to face him on bump day. Yep. Um, agreement on that. Uh, Blake Snell, uh, elite pitcher in baseball. Um, breakout, here is, uh, here's where it could go a lot of different directions, especially for the Dodgers. I feel like there's yeah. so many good young players on L.A. But I went with Dustin May as my breakout for the Dodgers. Dustin May is a safe choice, yeah. Yep. I like Dustin May. He's really good. He's a young kid, uh, only like 23, I think. And he's just, he's already shown the potential that he has if he's given a chance. I like him a lot. Um, I, I think for me, I'm going to go with Gavin Lux. Um, I like Gavin Lux. We haven't really seen him enough to really uh, judge him yet. I think if he gets a chance, we it'd definitely be interesting to see like how good he is in more than like 25 games. How about like 50 or 60 games? Give us some sort of sample size to work with there. And we could finally uh, figure out, is he really as good as, you know, people keep saying. So I'd like to see him get a chance there. Um, I want to see Gavin Lux break out. I'm a big supporter of him. Awesome. Uh, and then for the Padres, I went with not a young guy and a guy who's been in the majors for a while, Joe Musgrove. But, I mean, he's underrated, and he's been putting up really good uh, really good numbers, really good peripherals over the past few seasons. And uh, I, I don't know. I think he's going to flourish in San Diego and uh, prove why he's a really good pitcher. That's an interesting one. 
Because I would have figured that like Musgrove, people would have assumed Musgrove's been good for a while. Um, well, for me, I went, I also went with someone who's been in the majors for a long time. Uh, since 2009, actually, Craig Stammen. I'm going with Craig Stammen out of that bullpen. The Padres have a great bullpen, but I don't think we talk about him as much because since 2018, he's been pretty good. A lot of people will look at his 2020 and say it was bad. They look at like the 5.6 ERA, but he had a 3.3 FIP. Like he was a bit unlucky in 2020. Once again, you know, small sample size, 24 innings, but you look at like 18 and 19, he's still been a pretty solid pitcher. And I think that he's someone that the Padres can count on for situations. He's 37 years old, but at the end of the day, he's still being more valuable than most of the guys in that bullpen. And he could be someone they could look at to maybe be a long reliever or even close out games, depending on the situation. That's a great pick. I like Stamina a lot. All right. Um, it is approaching two hours, I think, for this episode. So I don't want to go very long. We were going to hit um, awards predictions and then playoff brackets, but it's getting late and this is running long. We always have a lot of fun talking about baseball here, which is awesome. I mean, I'm glad we have so much to talk about and we put out so much content. But um, yeah, we're going to have to cut it here and hit awards and the postseason later on. So um, yeah. yeah, thank you guys for listening uh, to another episode of Sabercast. Uh, David, as always, it's a, it's a great pleasure to talk to you. Uh, a great baseball mind, and it's fun to, to talk with um to talk with people who have interest in, in baseball, which is, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Help me out here. Thank you for, thank you for having me. Um, it was, it, it was fun to take a deep dive at not just like one or two, but literally all 30 teams. We literally talked about every single team and how we think they're going to go. We had a lot of agreements. We didn't have too many disagreements, but there were some. There was a couple moments where we disagreed here and there. But I think it was a good. I think it was a good conversation, and I think it was fun to be able to just look at uh, every single team and literally just talk about you know the positives and the negatives for each. Right. Totally. I mean, this is going to be a great year of baseball. Um, it's going to be just awesome to see a full 162 again after a shortened year last year. And oh there's going goodness, to be, yes. yeah, there's so much to watch this year. So many good young players that are going to have amazing years. And yep. I mean, it's just, it's an exciting time to be a baseball fan, major league baseball, uh, contrary to popular belief, it's thriving right now. Major league baseball is doing fine. And uh, I mean, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be a baseball fan. So once again, um, Thank you, David, for joining me. And thank you all for listening to this episode of Sabercast. This was episode nine and episode 10 should be coming to you shortly. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening and uh, I'll see you guys next time. Bye.